The Strange Doctor Weird. Good evening. Come in, won't you? Why, what's the matter? You seem a bit nervous. Perhaps the cemetery outside this house has upset you? But there are things far worse than cemeteries. For instance, a woman with murder in her heart, as in my story tonight. A story I call The Voice of Death. My story, The Voice of Death, begins in the snow-covered wilderness in Canada. In a high, narrow canyon, a man and a woman on skis sit resting on the trunk of a fallen tree, catching their breath. Blanche, I, I can't tell you how sorry I am that Uncle John didn't leave you anything in his will. Well, there's nothing to be sorry about, Gerald. After all, I was only your Uncle John's second cousin. I wish that Jane and Dan had taken it so well. They certainly were downcast after the will was read this morning. Well, naturally, they were your uncle's niece and nephew, too, and had hoped to share the estate with you. You can't blame them for being disappointed. No, I, I suppose not. We'd better be starting back to the lodge. I could see you're a bit uneasy about being in this canyon. Well, isn't it a bit dangerous being here? I mean, look at how the snow piles up all, of, all around us on each side of this canyon. If there were a snowslide, we'd be buried alive. It isn't that dangerous. Of course, a loud noise or someone shouting might start a slide. Come on along. There's some scientific explanation for it, isn't there? Huh? I mean, vibrations sent out by the voice. Yes, that's right. I've often stood outside the mouth of a canyon and started snow slides with nearby shouting. A snow slide must be quite a sight. <laughs> Hundreds of tons of snow roaring and crashing down. Well, you can breathe easily now. We're out of danger. Oh, dear. Lose something? Oh, yes, my camera. I think I left it back on the trunk of the tree we were sitting on. Gerald, would you mind getting it for me? No, of course not, Blanche. You say it's here on the trunk of the tree! Yes, yes, that's right. Do you see it, Gerald? No, Blanche, I don't! Perhaps it fell in the snow. Look around. I'm looking, but I don't see any sign of it. Blanche, the snow! Gerald, run this way! Too bad, Gerald. But that's what happens to people who stand between me and a million dollars. Oh, Blanche, it's so terrible. Gerald buried under all that snow. Perhaps we should have stayed in the canyon until they found the body. Nonsense, Jane. There's nothing we could have done there. Dan and I share Uncle John's estate now, but I'll gladly give up my share if it would bring Gerald back alive. I know you would, dear. We crossed the river here, Jane. But the ice looks so thin. Blanche, we didn't cross here on the way to the canyon, did we? No, dear. This is a shortcut. Oh, Blanche, it looks too dangerous. It will support us. I'll tell you what. I will cross first. Oh, Blanche, I wish you wouldn't. This ice is going to break any minute. Nonsense. See, I'm already halfway across. 
I can see cracks in the ice under your feet. So can I, but the ice is still strong enough to support me. See, I made it. Now, Jenny, it's your turn now. Blanche, I'm frightened. Darling, there's nothing to be afraid of. Now come along. Well, all right. Look, you'd better take your skis off. I think you'll find it easier to walk across than to ski over the ice. You're not as good a skier as I am, you know. Oh, very well, Blanche, if you say so. Hurry, dear, it'll soon be dark. I've got them off now. Here I come. That's it. I told you the ice would hold you. Blanche, the ice feels as though it will give way under me at any second. It felt the same way when I crossed, but you can see I managed. Blanche! Oh, the ice is breaking! Help! Blanche, I can't swim! Blanche, don't let me die! Oh, poor Jane. She should have known better taking off her skis before crossing the ice. Well, now that leaves only Dan. Will Blanche succeed in getting rid of Dan? Will she get Uncle John's estate? Will Dr. Weird be back to tell us the rest of this chilling tale? Yes, yes, I'll be back. But with all these questions, aren't you going to ask one about Adam Hatz? No, I'm not. You see, there are no questions about Adam Hatz, because Adam is unquestionably the finest hat value in America today. Seriously, every Adams, regardless of price, offers an outstanding quality and workmanship, choice of material, and attention to detail. The style features of Adams are just as remarkable, tailored and blocked by experts in an amazing variety of distinctive shapes and shades. Adam Hats offers the latest in world smart fashion. No man can afford to neglect the appearance of his headgear. Every man can afford an Adam. Now let's see what chills the rest of your story will afford, Dr. Weird. And now to continue my story, The Voice of Death. It is the day following the tragic deaths of Gerald and Jane in the living room of the luxurious lodge of the late John Drake. There are Blanche, Dan and Sidney Rand, attorney for the estate. There's a strange look in Mr. Rand's eyes as he speaks to Blanche. All I can say is it's very odd, Blanche. First you go skiing with Gerald, and he dies under a snowslide, and then a few hours later, while alone with you, Jane drowns crossing a river. I don't like your attitude. You act as though I caused their deaths. Blanche is right! Mr. Rand, you haven't any right to say that! The village coroner said their deaths were accidental. I know what the village coroner said. It doesn't mean I have to agree. Now look here! It's five o'clock now. If you don't start for the village station right now, you'll miss your train. Then you won't change your mind and come with me? No, I told you. I'm staying up here for another week. I need the rest. I just hope you don't find permanent rest up here. What do you mean by that? Just this. If anything were to happen to you, Blanche would be the heir to everything. Think it's over. Dan, you don't believe I had anything to do with their deaths, do you? <laughs> of course not, Blanche. It's absurd to think you were involved in any way. Four days passed. Days in which steadily falling snow kept Dan and Blanche up in the lodge. 
With each day that passed, Blanche seemed increasingly nervous and jumpy for no reason that was apparent to Dan. When the fifth day dawned bright and clear, Dan suggested a long ski run, and Blanche eagerly agreed. After skiing a few minutes, she called out. Dan, Dan, we aren't going through the canyon, are we? <laughs> Why, of course we are! Dan, let's go around it this time. That's three miles further on! What's wrong with going through the canyon? Oh, is it because Better Gerald died? Yes, I can't do it, Dan. Look, I hope you're not brooding about Gerald's death. You must go on. I'm not brooding. But, Dan, have you heard a voice calling outside the house the past several nights? A voice? Yes, I've woken up several times thinking I heard Gerald's voice calling out in the storm. Oh, Blanche, you heard the wind howling. That's all. Now come on, will you? We have to go through the canyon. It's the only way to calm your nerves. That's a girl. Now a couple of hundred more yards and we will be out of the canyon. Let's hurry, Dan. This is where it happened. Come along, then, if you want to hurry. Blanche! Blanche! It's Gerald. It's Gerald's voice. Blanche! Blanche! This is where you killed me! Oh, no. No. Blanche, why have you stopped? Come on! I'm dead, Blanche! You killed me! I don't hear anything. I don't. It's just my imagination. Blanche! Come on! I'll never leave you until you tell the truth! Oh, no. Confess! Confess! Yes! Yes, I murdered you! I caused the snow slide. I shouted and caused it. I did it because the fortune was mine. Mine, and I was cheated out of it. Now be quiet. Don't talk to me anymore. Don't talk to me! Blanche, look out! Snow is sliding! What? No! Help me! God, help me! A moment later, as Dan stared stunned at the spot where Blanche had vanished under tons of snow, Mr. Rand, the lawyer, came skiing up to him from around an outcropping of rock. Dan, you fool! You were so close to that snowslide, you almost killed yourself. Mr. Rand, she's dead! She's buried under all that snow! Yes, I know. Well, you heard her confession, didn't you? Yes, but when I agreed to follow the instructions you left for me in the mailbox, I never dreamed it would end like this. I kept on telling myself she was innocent! Yes, but she wasn't. I knew she couldn't be. That's why I made her think I was clearing out. Instead, I went down to the gamekeeper's cottage by the lake. That's where I've been the last few days. Yes, I guessed that after I got your first note asking me not to show any surprise, no matter what happened. But Mr. Rand, that voice Blanche heard in the night, and that voice just now, I could have sworn it was Gerald's voice. I counted on that. I knew Gerald well, and vocal imitations are sort of a parlor trick of mine. My scheme was a wild one, Dan, but it was the only possibility of getting a confession out of her. Those murders she committed were perfect. Two perfect murders, and she was beautiful! Her own screams brought down the snowslide which killed her, and I don't think all the judges in the world would have found a more fitting punishment than the one her own conscience provided.
Too bad about poor Blanche, wasn't it? Looks like the man who said the female of the species is more deadly than the male knew what he was talking about. But wait, if you are an heir, and you know someone who stands to gain by your death, I'd be very careful to stay away from... Oh, you have to go now? Perhaps you'll drop in on me again soon. Just look for the house on the other side of the cemetery. The house of Dr. Weird.